Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Theomatic Podcast. I'm Craig. I'm Daniel. And this is season three. We are yeah. uh, just a, probably a couple episodes left. And today we have a question that is a hotly debated yeah, topic pretty. within the church. And um, so this came in through the website, actually from a friend of mine, good friend of mine. Um, and this is the way the question is worded. Do you receive the Holy Spirit, including power and gifts, upon salvation, or is there a separate or second filling of the Spirit? That's <laughs> a really good question. There so there are, are smart people on both there sides are of this. theologians, both dead and alive. <laughs> <laughs> that have written books on this. <laughs> Large ones. Yeah. I don't know in 25 minutes if we're going to do the topic justice, but maybe we can give a framework and why it matters uh, for you and why you know why this person is asking it yeah yeah this yep. is a big subject yeah it's a big one I've had a uh, you know some issues some theological issues maybe you've kind of like you've always believed and it's never really varied for you mm-hmm. some I don't know if you're like me some have have changed and morphed oh over yeah the years. no I'm, I'm definitely the things latter. to do with the Holy Spirit for me have have kind of changed over the years and yeah. so Anyway, okay, well, where do you want to start with this one? Um, maybe we could just take literally like one minute and define what being filled with the Holy Spirit actually means. It may be a distinction between New Testament filling of the Holy Spirit and Old Testament. Um, maybe that might be a good place to start. You want me to go? Yeah, go ahead. So, and then I'll just disagree with you when I feel like it. <laughs> Perfect. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great setup. <laughs> um, so... These are really live. We don't go through and study this. I'm trying to start, like, what scripture do I start? Where do I pull? Um, let me start with the concept. The concept is that the same spirit that rose, you know, helped Christ raise from the dead or rose Christ from the dead dwells in us. There's mm-hmm. this moment where Jesus breathes on the disciples, and it's a picture of when God breathed life into Adam, bios life, mm-hmm. that when Jesus breathes on his disciples, he's imparting the Holy Spirit. Like That is like the idea that yeah, many well, people studied would agree. I think it's John 20, Yeah, and he says, it says it's weird. It's like he breathed on them. This is after his resurrection. It says, and then he says, receive the Holy Spirit. Yeah, but I studied that out because I was like, maybe he, maybe that was a future tense verb, and he was referring to what he talked about in Acts chapter one. But I don't think it is no, future it's tense. Present. Yeah. yeah. So, so what was going on in that moment? Well, so I, if you ask me, so we can dive into the Greek, but we don't have time. But like, I did the same thing. I'm like, oh, is that a present infinitive or is that a future? Because when you really get into the nitty gritty, which this this issue lives in the in the semantics of it, it really does. So we won't do it justice, and we've already burned three minutes. But here's the point: I think Jesus was breathing the Holy Spirit on them the same way he was breathing life into Adam. And it's a picture or an archetype because Jesus is the second Adam and the way that God put life into Adam and then Adam and Eve can choose to replicate that life. Like it's a choice, right? But that is in a way, one of the ways in which we are imagers of God. Hmm. All power to create life comes from him, but we can participate in that miracle all the time, right? You know, as often as we choose to, so to speak. So, so that's what I think was happening in that moment. Um, some people would disagree, but I like the picture. It makes a lot of sense to me. And I don't know. It doesn't really affect us 
I don't think if it happened later and he was just predicting it or if it happened then. And okay. so in my opinion, but the point is in the old Testament, the Holy spirit would come on to a person like would, would like, like robe on them. Like we know it happened for David at yep. certain times. It or happened at, for Saul. For Saul. And then left him. And then left him. Yeah. So it was Samson. a come and go kind of a situation. But the cool thing about, and that's important, come and go for for prophetic moments or acts of feats of strength or things that mm -hmm. needed to get done mm -hmm. in the timeline of the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit would come and then go. Yeah. For us, it's promised that once he comes, he will never leave us yeah. or forsake us. So yeah. this is the, the, the Holy Spirit is a really important issue because um, it is, Jesus said, and it's the only thing we can find that he says, it's better for you that I go away. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. Right. The man. Right. Like it actually be better for you because if I go, he can come right. indwell, participate. Now the concept is through that spirit, which is the same spirit that rose Christ from the dead. There's all sorts of possibilities that we could walk in miracles, that we could know things that maybe we shouldn't know. I'm not talking about magical powers. I'm talking about supernatural participation right. through the Holy Spirit. So there you go. There's the concept. So this person wants to know, does that and all the accompanying promises happen when the moment you get saved or do you get saved and then like you get baptized and at some point, I don't know, yeah, it comes yeah. later. So, so that's the question. I think that there's a, probably a few different schools or camps on this that like if you put your faith in Jesus, you receive the Holy Spirit and it's done. Anything that you will ever have was done in that moment. Mm -hmm. There's another camp that says there is a moment of regeneration and mm -hmm. then a subsequent or a second uh, moment filling. Mm -hmm. filling, either filling or baptism of the Holy Spirit that will happen at a different time. And uh, that comes from the baptism of Jesus. When the dove descends, that's a good picture. I mean, there's smart people on both sides. Yeah. And then, and then either one of those two things, there's people on different sides of whether or not modern day believers have even this it. person asked about power and gifts uh whether it happens in in one time or in a subsequent time do modern day believers have yeah. power like was the holy spirit just for the acts of the apostles in the church was it was it gifted for a time when they needed it and we don't need it anymore yeah. i think it's dispensationalism right is the term for that no that's cessationism cessationism dispensationalism is different okay great good but thank you for cessationism is the idea that I don't think that anybody really believes that believers don't have the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I think that they, what they believe is that the powers, the miracles, tongues, prophecy, miracles, healing, those were all gifts that were given for that time and that after the apostles, they ceased, which that's not Secession. really a point. Cease. Cease. Yeah, cessationism from, from the word ceasing. We, we wouldn't believe that, and that's not really the point of this yeah, that's episode. That's not what I believe. Yeah. We believe that everything that the Holy Spirit in endued or or gave to believers in the new testament is what he wants to and is still giving to yeah, us for now. sure okay so so we'll settle that we'll settle that's that. what we believe there's a lot of scripture i think that supports that view personally yeah and the I, only thing that doesn't support it is people are like well, why don't we see more miracles it's like really i mean there, i feel like there's about fifty thousand reasons why we don't <laughs> you're on our phone all the time we don't lay hands and pray for each other very much. you know what i mean like yeah th those things don't happen the way they did happen it so is, i think it could come it, it is interesting again. that miracles tend to happen more in other places like third world countries yeah for sure like maybe we don't need them or we don't our faith doesn't actually 
doesn't the reality of our faith isn't that we actually are desperate for them. We e- go to the doctor correct. first, and then the ibuprofen, and then last resort we turn to the church. Yeah, church yeah. for prayer. So, I don't see, know. I would land. That's where I would land. No condemnation. I take ibuprofen too, but like, yeah, yeah. Anyway, carry on. Here's a couple verses. Um, Ephesians one thirteen says, "In Him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in Him." You were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And then one more, Romans 8, 9. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If, in fact, the Spirit of God dwells in you, anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. And then there's one more passage in Romans that talks about the Holy Spirit being the seal uh, of your salvation. So Mm -hmm. um, I would say that based on... But I know of the scripture, my thematic response is that if you put your faith in Jesus, you receive the Holy Spirit, that he is the seal. He He's the evidence that you are actually saved. Correct. Like it says here in Romans, if you don't have the spirit of Christ, you're not saved. Mm-hmm. So do I think that you can be in Christ or be saved without the Holy Spirit? No. Yeah. Um, so the question is, at least, are, are we in agreement on that one? Yeah, yeah. And, okay, and so my th- evidence would be Peter going to Cornelius's house and it's like, oh, well, they are saved because I see the evidence of the Holy Spirit. It's not like, you know what I mean? Well, now you're, dump- now you're dipping into the second part of the question, which is if you're saved and you have the Holy Spirit, is that the same thing as what people call the subsequent second or the baptism of the Holy Spirit? So you're talking about Acts chapter 10. Mm-hmm. Are you suggesting that the salvation and the baptism, quote unquote, baptism happened in the same moment for them? Uh, correct. I am suggesting that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Can it happen later for somebody? So, sure. It can happen later, but it's not a second filling because the Holy Spirit is this is not changing. You're the one changing. Mm-hmm. So you have the full power, the full dunamis access the moment that you're saved. Um, and I think that's why all of our myths literally surround like the guy, the Star Wars, like, oh, you have the force. He has to learn how to use the force. I mean, there's something in our human nature that drives us to believe that we have access to a power that we can't quite unlock. And I think that's exactly how it works. I see. And that your faith as it grows and at certain times, you know, you have uh, um, a, maybe a different level of access to it. Hmm. Um, speaking in tongues. So full disclosure, I believe in the gift of speaking in tongues and I can activate it at will. And so can you. Yeah. Right. So for you, there was never a second moment of being, quote unquote, baptized in the Holy Spirit or filled with the Holy Spirit. No, I don't believe there was. I believe that there is a a, a le- level of maturity that I reached that I could access it in a different way. But like, it depends on the viewpoint. So my viewpoint is the gift that God gives you is complete the moment that you're saved and that you understand that gift way more as you or spend more time with it. So that's how I would view it. If okay. that makes sense. So how do you correlate that with, if you are saying that in John 20, Jesus breathes on them and says, receive the Holy Spirit, if something happened in that moment, and then he says, now go and wait in Jerusalem, mm-hmm. I will send the promise of the Father, wait, and you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Mm-hmm. So the question, so so the question is, do you receive the Holy Spirit and power at the same time? Um, 
my answer, if my kid asked me that, I'd be like, you receive all that the Holy Spirit has for you the moment that you're saved in the sense of it is in that package, the same spirit that the same spirit that could raise a man from the dead lives in you. Right. So yes, it has completely that capability, but there are works of the ministry that you are predestined to work out that, that God planned in advance you walk in. And there are different, like you don't always have the word of knowledge. So the word of knowledge is a gift that is empowered by the Holy spirit, which means, you know, things that maybe no one told you or you didn't know. You don't walk around like knowing that you'd be a superhero. Right. God will that, but that doesn't mean you don't have the power to do that in the Holy Spirit from right. the moment you're saved. Right. That's the distinction that I'm trying to make. Okay. And and even the way it's asked, there is a, a problematic idea that the Holy Spirit gives us powers. The Holy Spirit is power. That's the difference. I see. We participate with his power. He doesn't imbue us with powers. Huh. That's how I would view it. That, that definitely, I would say, correlates with First uh, Corinthians 12, where it is talking all about the gifts, mm-hmm. but it says the manifestation of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. So that's more, sounds like what you're saying is like Correct. the manifestation is the Spirit is doing something in and through us, mm-hmm. not like he's over here and he gave you this baseball bat to hit like yeah it's him i'm the healing it's, guy yeah. i can walk around and heal people N- no, no it's the holy spirit in you that's and he can that. do it yeah yeah so okay and, like and why i think that's an important distinction is so that we'll continually rely on him and because we're commanded to lay our hands on each other why would we, that's not an empty commandment right Craig, I bet you you've prayed for people and they got healed. I bet you anything that has happened. Uh-huh. Me too. I don't walk around healing people. I don't have a right. healing ministry. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. You know, um, and there are certain people who I have given prophetic words specifically over you. You have yeah. over me and they've been accurate. I, I'm not in the office of a prophet. Those are different. Yeah. But the same power that rose Christ from the dead hundred percent lives in me yeah and i've had it since the moment i was saved but i've i've been more sensitive to it Mm. can participate with it better as i take risks and grow and his kingdom is all that matters when you get to live there more and more you see more and more of it which is why i can't be a cessationist right 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 so so there's my answer so just for the record um when it comes to this subject, there's a few terms that are used. It's not always the same term, but the term baptized with the Holy Spirit is used. The term filled with the Holy Spirit is used. Um, a, a number of times in Acts, uh, the term received the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. is used or the Holy Spirit fell upon them. I'm trying to see if there's any other ones. But so it's not like always baptized in the Holy Spirit. So those are those are probably the four, or the Spirit came upon them. Those are the couple main ones. So mm-hmm. would you say, is there anything to this term baptized in the Holy Spirit? You mean the Greek word baptizo? Yeah, baptizo, which yeah. means to be I know submerged. You, have a, you actually have a great explanation for this because I've heard you say it and it's amazing. I do? You should just take it. Yeah. What is it? <laughs> is it not you? I it might know. be some another pastor Maybe. friend of mine. The the word baptizo literally like it refers to they used to have purple dye specifically and they would take white linen 
And um, linen has a bunch of amazing properties, by the way. But when you dye it, you put it into this bucket, submerge it completely, and you would grind it until the color is in every fiber and you cannot separate the, f the color from the fiber. Huh. It's in it. That is the idea. Yeah, that'd be cool if that was me, but it wasn't. It was some other person. Yeah, it's, yeah. Good. it's good. <laughs> That's what okay. it is. Yeah. So the so that, term that would be the, the term is most definitely used. Jesus uses it. Um. Uh, so, uh, so are you saying that based on your view of how everything works, when you're saved, you receive the Holy Spirit, and you would you just say then that there there may be a moment where you that power has been in you, but you more tap into it. Like, is there anything of substance there of being baptized? Like, I mean, we, we see people that it's like they have faith and I believe that they're saved and they know, but they're not operating in power. Yeah. That's a different question and a much harder question that has the potential to bring a lot of frustration. Um, there's a, there's this like really confusing and challenging scripture where Jesus talks about like anything you ask for, you know, but if you doubt like what you have will be taken from you, like that oh, whole thing. Yeah. Like I do know and understand and have had moments in my life where I'm like, I'm pretty sure I have the faith for this. I don't think faith is simply belief. I don't believe that faith is belief, just belief. I believe faith is substance and it's evidence. And faith lives in this weird part of reality where you are willing to take an action that's pretty definitive. Like it's like the moment when you sit in a chair, you look at a chair, you measure it. You're like, I think that can hold me up. It has all the indicators it will, but the only way you truly know is when you put your full weight on the chair and let go. Mm -hmm. That's like faith being substance and evidence. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, it's challenging. So, do I think that I really don't want to discourage people, but I do believe, and I hope this brings you hope. I think the full power of the Holy Spirit is with you right now when you're saved. Okay. There are a lot of people, uh, that would say that there's a, it's a second, there's something second that needs mm -hmm. to happen. Yeah, I know. Sure. Do you want to share that side? Is that how you believe it or see it? Um, I would feel compelled to share it just because that would be, probably the official stance of my church that I'm a part of, mm -hmm. that there's a mm -hmm. second filling, a mm -hmm. baptism of the Holy Spirit, and I want to honor that view. Um, although I personally, I tend to be probably closer to what you're saying, my personal belief, which is I, I don't see, I definitely, for me, I see, I definitely see a distinction between somebody that is, is operating in the fullness of what the Holy Spirit offers sure, and yeah. somebody that's just, and I see that distinction in my own life. I don't, I struggle with this idea that it has to be a second thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I struggle with the idea that, that somebody could receive the Holy Spirit, but it, but a lesser degree of him, like mm -hmm. how do you receive a lesser degree? Like if you have the Holy Spirit, you have him. Mm -hmm. So I tend to believe it's more, yeah. Like when, if you have faith, you receive the Holy Spirit. And if you have him, you have him. If you don't, you don't, if you have him, yeah. you have him, but it doesn't necessarily mean like, like an outlet. It doesn't mean that you're plugged into the power and, and turning the switch on and accessing the power and allowing that power to correct, to fill you, to use the term. Yeah. That's actually a great analogy to, in my mind plugging in the power is actually in the lines yeah. already yeah yeah it's there it's 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 waiting for you it's full power it's yeah, yeah. It, and and 
and if you turn it, it'll fill you and like so and in the same way that the law wasn't imperfect i believe our our lack of ability to do the law is what why we needed a new covenant not because the law was imperfect right same thing here it's not like the spirit is diluted or withholding you it, it's our flesh and our issue not his that's how i would mm-hmm. tend to view it and then you know we could we have to probably wrap up this conversation, but the the next step of the conversation is is hotly debated as well and and large and well how do you know what are the evidences, uh, you know on the one hand whether you believe it happens in a moment or a subsequent thing, the you know God is a good Father He if and if if anyone calls on the name of the Lord you're saved you mm-hmm. know if you ask for the Holy Spirit, he'll give him to you. It's Graciously. done. Other people on the side of the spectrum are like, you must speak in tongues. That is the evidence that you are. And then... See, see I wouldn't agree with that 100%, even though I do speak in tongues and do believe it is a sign of an infilling of the Holy Spirit. I don't think it's the only sign or like... I agree. We we used to have a statement that said, it is the sign. And, and, and then we really studied that out and debated it. And now I believe the term, it's a, a or an a primary sign or a definitive sign it does show up often so you can't deny that anybody that says tongues is not for you can't deny that especially in the book of acts it shows up often but then there's other things that show up too prophecy shows up a yep. number of times extolling god uh power you know you'll receive power so what does that really look like and so there's a number of signs yeah but well, even being saved itself like the holy spirit drew you and he is the seal yeah. Right. Just even the that fruit oh. of the spirit. Yeah. The fruits of the spirit. Do you? Uh-huh. Yeah. Are you? Ex- Isn't that not is evidence? It, of is him? love not the greatest sign? <laughs> Come on. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So there's there's can a, lot a mute there. person who can't speak at all not have like you have to I think you have to go kind of walk down the full logical conclusions. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Well, we're, we're, <laughs> I don't know if we answered this person's question totally. Maybe we did. It's a really challenge. You should study it. There's a lot to study there. Yeah, there's a lot. Do we have any like uh, yeah, for me challenges goes, or takeaways, conclusions here? My challenge to anyone studying it, listen, when I studied it, I didn't get an answer. When I studied it, there were really compelling arguments on both sides. So how I solve all challenging issues like that is I either go, it's not for me to know right now. And if it doesn't affect my salvation or my primary mission, I'm okay not knowing. There are things in the Bible we are not meant to know. There's the voice of the seven thunders that was sealed up. Like he told John something and said, don't tell anyone else. Hmm. There are just things that that you may not know in this life. But the way I solved this personally was I, I did what the thematic podcast is about. I kept going into God's nature. And I'm like, what I believe is that as a son, like if he's a good father, and I gave my son a gift and I called it a gift from me. It would be, there would be no strings attached. It would be a full gift that, that my son could have. And, um, I'm sure he would grow with it. And as he takes care of it and use it, he would understand the full potential of the gift. And that's where I landed on my decision was because of his nature. Mm. And I will always assume in this covenant between me and him, the issue is me and not him. Right. That's why I landed on my beliefs. So my encouragement is keep getting to know him and the more you know him the more the things are clear and um i may not be right but i'm still secure yeah does that make sense yeah and i guess i would conclude with just saying that uh i think in the church today we want to leaders specifically want to always feel like we have the right answer for every question and I think that part of being thematic is recognizing when there are 
are good argument, biblical reasons. If you have a, a belief that's not biblical at all, you shouldn't have it. But there's definitely <laughs> yeah, some beliefs that like, good. like I'm, I'm an Arminianist, but I can see like where Calvinists get some of their points from and their belief, yeah. right? Like yeah. it's, it's not They're like reading it's, the same words. Yeah. It's not like it's totally outside the Bible. So yeah. when it comes to like, I just think I used to, when I was younger, it was like, my way was the high highway. My way or the highway. I know everything, and anybody that believes differently is just wrong. And it's like, the longer you live and the more you work with people, you're not watering it down, but you're like, I understand where somebody else is coming That's from with, with where they're landing on things. And there's 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 grace. There's unity in the essentials, liberty in the non-essentials, and love above all, as Augustine says. Yes. And so, for me, I I don't know if even I have landed at the perfect right answer. But what I do know is this that there is so much in the Holy Spirit than, that I didn't have before I knew God. Yeah. And whether I was had access to all of that when I the moment I was saved or there was something later that took place or whatever, my, encourage, my pastoral encouragement to you would be, if there's any part of you that's like, man, I, I want more of the Holy Spirit, then just ask, ask him. Yeah. Just do it now. Don't debate whether, well, did it happen then or then or that point or that point. Just do it now. Yeah, you'll know when if you ask and get it. Yeah. You'll know that it's for today. Just say, Holy Spirit, I want everything that you have for me, and let's just move forward embracing all that God's called us to and the power and the gifts and whatever he wants to manifest through us to build other people up yep. and to, to build his kingdom on this planet. That's so right. Great hope answer. this conversation helped you and hope it provokes in you a desire for more research even and... and uh, Ultimately, more than knowledge, yeah. more that you would desire the heart of God and the presence of God in Come your life. On. So thanks for joining us. If you have any comments about this episode or further questions you want to ask, then yeah. shoot that to us on the thematicpodcast.com. And if you do us a favor and share this with somebody, leave a rating uh, on whatever platform that you found this on. That's the way that it gets out to more people. So we thank you for partnering with us in that. Yeah. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.